The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Nazir has been dedicated by our good friend Jaime and Dina Dana. Hashem Yishmirem v'chayim. Fatzlacha for all their children that they should be mechunach alpi toratenu akedusha. They should grow up and they should be zochel the Torah or mitzvot or chupa or maasim tovim ubefrat for Ashkelema for Moshe ben Dina. אין נא רפאנה לו בתוך שאר חולי עמו ישראל, וגם רפואה שלמה, פנינה, בת אסתר. אין נא רפאנה לה, אין נא רפאנה לה, אין נא רפאנה לה, רפואת הנפש ורפואת הגוף, ורפואתה כרבה לבוא וכן ירסון ונאמר אמן בזכות המסכת נזיר יגן בעדם אמן. has been dedicated by our good friends Mr. David Nisani Mr. Joe Zetuni and family and Dr. Mahadeb and family may they continue to have beracha in all their endeavors Amen Today's daf is being studied Nishmat Yosef Ben Nishmat Avraham Ben Nishmat be a Vigdor Ben Yisrael Miller. Uh, that's today his yurt site, his seventh yurt site. Ruach Hashem Tenihenu Began Eden Amen. Dedicated by his dear student, Mr. Shilomo Sam Gindi. Hashem Shmineu Vichayel. It's what the rabbi should be Megin on him as well as uh, all of uh, us in Klai Yisrael, Amen. Amen we begin today's daf today's daf is being started for Ashenema Sarah Ruhama Batrachev Sarah Batrachev Moshe Ben Dina Elna Lefanadahim Fota Nefesh Fota Guf Fota Kerubah Lebov Echen Yerasom Anumar Amen we begin today's daf from Mem Bet Amud Rishon right on the top line Amar Mor we are quoting a statement that we had V'chulam Shigilechu Shelo Betar he said all the cases, three cases, you have a Nazir, you have a Mitzorah, or the Leviyim. In all those cases, they need to shave at a certain point. If they did not use a razor, or they left two hairs, which means when we say they have to shave, they have to shave their whole body, or they have to shave their whole head. If they left... Two hairs, so already that's not considered that they did a job. From this law, we learn the following. There was a general principle that something that you do, the majority, majority is like all. And that concept, is a Torah concept. How do you know? The fact that the Torah says by the Nazir, it says in the Pasuk, uh, we're talking about a Nazir over here that said, let's say, became Tameh, right? And now he's, he has to start again, right? So uh, after his Tum'ah, uh, he has to shave his hair. So the Pasuk says, Tahor ato, if he becomes Tahor, he has to shave his hair. Beyom or Bayom Ashivi Yegalehenu. It says it twice. It says Vegilah and Yegalehenu. 
So what do you need the pasuk to say it twice? That he shaves and he shaves. So the Gemara says, from the fact that it says, which is extra, because the pasuk already said, that the Nazir Tameh, after his Tarav, seven days, Vigilach, Elad's coming to tell me, that he has to shave his whole head. It's not enough to shave the majority. Now, from the fact that you need a special Pasuk, to come and tell me that in this case he has to do the entire, is mashma that everywhere else, majority is enough. And that's what the Gemara says, Haqa hudad de'ika kulo. By Nazir, you need it to be in its entirety to cut his hair. That's why it says it twice. Right? That's why the Pasuk says, Vigilach, and then it says, Yigalehainu. However, But it's mashma outside of the case of Nazir, so long as you do uh, majority. Majority is like uh, entirety. So that's the Gemara's proof. And the source is from Nazir. Actually, the source is from Nazir Tameh. So the Gemara says, hold it. Matkif la Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Halina, hai benazir tameh ketif. says, hold it. Your source is by a nazir tameh. How do you know this law by a nazir tahor? Let's remind ourselves. The Mishnah said that a nazir tahor, because tam nazir is a nazir tahor, after his uh, procedure, whatever, 30 days, whatever it is, he has to shave his hair. And what did the Mishnah say? That if he left two hairs, lo yatsa. Correct? And we just read it over here as well. Amar mor, vechulam shegilhu shelo betahar, or they left two hairs, lo asav elo kenum. How could you learn from the law of a nazir tameh, the law of a nazir tahor? The double language was written by nazir tameh, vigilach, yigalachayinu, teach me how to do the whole hair. How could you apply that to nazir tahor? So the Gemara says, mahaku ala bema'arava. In the West, in Eris Israel, when they heard this question, they laughed at him. Yeah, what kind of question is that? Mehdi. Let's analyze. Nazir tamed bita'ar minalan. Let's ask another question. How do you know that the Nazir tamed, when he has to take this haircut, that he has to use a razor? Now keep in mind, the source we learned from Ray, that razor was from a Nazir tahor. So how do you know Nazir tamed use a razor? So you Nazir tahor yalif. We learned from a Nazir tahor. Which shows you that the laws of Nazir Tameh and Nazir Tahor, we learn from each other. And therefore, Liti Nazir Tahor, Vililaf Me Nazir Tameh. And therefore, just like you learned the law of Razor, from Nazir Tahor to Nazir Tameh, now learn the law of how much hair you have to cut off, from Nazir Tameh to Nazir Tahor. Ma Tameh Kishir Shte Sarot Vilokilum Avad. Just like a Nazir Tameh, if he takes off his hair, but he leaves two left, he did nothing. What's your problem? It's such a hard thing to understand that you can <coughs> learn Nazir Tahor from Nazir Tameh. You're learning already stuff back and forth. Where do you know Tahor from? Doesn't say Tahor by Nazir Tameh. You know from Nazir Tahor. It's just like from Nazir Tahor. When Nazir Tameh do the opposite way as well. So that's the bottom line of this Gemara. That really there's a concept of Rubok Ikulot de Oraita, and uh, there is a deed that by Nazir, if he leaves two hairs, two is not good. It seems that if he left one, one is okay, because one is like one insignificant. Two already is considered uh, you know, enough to say that the process was not done, 
But what if it leaves one hair left? One hair we say is not even considered anything, and therefore it's, it, it, that is kudo. One hair is not a, so it's, it's like everything. Okay. Ba'e abaye. Now we're going to go through a series of interesting questions uh, by a nazir. Abaye's first question. Ba'e abaye. Nazir shigilah. Okay. End of his process. Shaved his hair. Everything's good. Vishir snesarot. But he left two hairs. So we know at this point he left two hairs. No good. Samah rosho. In the interim, the rest of his hair grew back. Vehazar vigilhan. Now he went back and cut the two. So the question is mahu. How do you look at it? Mi me'akbe or lo? Is it me'akib or not? Or what are the two sides of the question? One side of the question, you look at it as if, well, bottom line, at the end of the day, he did cut all the hair that was around at the time of his nazirut. Right? Did it in two stages. Even though all his other hair grew back, I'm not worried about the hair that grew back. Bottom line, he went back to those other two that he missed, and he cut them. So bottom line, at the end of the day, all the hair that was needed to be cut, was cut. Or do you say, no. Bottom line, you did it after already all the other hair grew back, so therefore that's not considered cutting, the Nizirut. Once all the other hair grows back, so therefore you missed it. Because bottom line, you didn't cut all your hair now. Bottom line, you have uh, more hair that's left. So that's the question of Abayah. Let's read the Rosh. Let's read the Rosh on this. It's, um... He had, he had was an Azir. He left two. Hairs left. His hair grew back, and then he went back and cut those two. Look at the Rosh, the way explains the question. Nazir shigilah. V'shiyer bet se'arot. V'nimsa shelo kiyem mitzvat giluah. De bet se'arot me'akbot bo. Right? You didn't fulfill the mitzvah, because we need uh, two se'arot. No, because he left two se'arot. Samhu usamah rosho. Otan se'arot hazru v'samhu. Meaning, the other hair that he cut grew back. And he went and he cut those two. And the two that he missed. Do you bottom line? Took him two rounds, but he cut all the hair that was necessary. Or do you say, I don't care if you cut two. Now, bottom line, you still have a lot of hair left. So that was the question of Abayir. So comes the Gemara and says, let's read that inside again. Ba'ya Abayir. Nazir shigidlach v'shiyir stay sarot. Samach rosho v'chazar v'gilchan. Now, mi me'ach be'olo. Okay, there's a question. Ba'ya Rava. Another question. Nazir shigidlach. Okay, Nazir Beautiful, he left uh, two hairs, so so far he's no good. Vigilach Achat. What did he do? He cut one of them. Achat. And the other one fell out. Okay, fell out by itself. Mahu. Now, what's the, what's the question on, on this case over here? It's a seemingly easy, easy point. He left two hairs, so he's no good. Bottom line, he cut one. All right, you have one left, and that one happened to fall out. Now, the 
even if you left one hair, it's okay. Right? We said the only problem is if you left two sa'arot. So what's the uh, what's the issue? So look at the way the Rosh understands it. Do you say bottom line? You need to cut at least two hairs to fulfill the mitzvah giluah, and therefore at the end of the process you only cut one of the two, and therefore that's not considered a mitzvah giluah. Or do you say, no, since there were two hairs present at the time of the cutting, so that's considered mitzvah giluah, which is, do you have to actually cut at least two hairs? Or is it enough that there was two hairs present, and therefore, as long as you cut one of them, it's considered a giluah or not? So comes the Gemara and says... What's Rabbah? Rabbah is asking a question if he shaved one hair at a time. What's the problem? Which is, it takes, it's Pashut Rabbah Hamidifti, that's okay. What's the problem? So he did one hair. So you have one hair left, so what do I care? So it fell out, so what? The point is, even if it stayed in, so long as you have one hair left, you're okay. And bottom line, at the time that he was cutting, there was two hairs, so therefore it's significant cutting. So therefore, uh, no problem. Uh, that, that cannot be his question. Also, what is his question? The opposite happened. The reverse happened. One hair fell out, and then he shaved one hair. So therefore, at the time of the shaving, there was only one hair left. See, if there was two hairs left at the time of the shaving, the Gibran is assuming, even though you did one, bottom line, you had two hairs there, that's already significant. Masha'ik and the Shayla would be, now already when you came to the bottom, uh, the, the second shaving, what happened? One hair fell out. So now when you're coming to the second Tiglachat, there's only one hair that's available, maybe that's not going to be, you have to have two hairs to consider it uh, a legitimate shaving or not. That's the way he's understanding the question. So Gabra says, Amale Giluah en kan, se'ar en kan. That was my strange answer. There's no shaving here, and therefore there's no there's no hair. Now, what does that mean? Giluah en kan, se'ar en kan. The words themselves make little sense. Because bottom line, there is no hair over here. The first hair fell out. The second hair is, he's cutting. So what, is it, what does that mean? Giluah in kan se'ar in kan. So the Gemara says, let's just get the uh, terminology. Right? He's saying he didn't fulfill it. So comes the Gemara and says, is se'ar in kan giluah yeshkan. So he's saying if there's no hair, then there's shaving, which is mashma. If there's no hair. Not so not the shave. So what are you saying? There's no hair and there's no shaving. There's no hair, there's no shaving. What's, what's the language? So he comes along and says, no, hachi kamar. Afal Even though there's no hair left, he does not get the mitzvah of giluah. Why? Because you need to have two hairs at the time of the giluah. And therefore, since one of the hairs fell out first, therefore, even though se'ar in kan, even though Sa'ar and Khan, but Giluah and Khan. Because why? You need to have two hairs at the time of the cutting. So therefore, in the Khanabi's answering that last answer, it's not going to be legitimate. Look at the Rosh. 
inside. Let's get that last question. Yeah, Vigilah echad v'nishra achat mahu. Look at the rosh. Mi amlin and kevan de lo gilah elai had lo kiyem etzvat giluach. Do you say since he only cut one hair, so therefore maybe he didn't fulfill the uh, mitzvah? Since we started, So the Gabra said, yeah. So that can't be a question. Bottom line, if you had two hairs at the time and you cut one of them, for sure you're going to be uh, Yotzeh the Mitzvah Giluah. It'll make the case where one hair fell out first. We're talking about where one hair fell out. Now when you come into cut, you only have one hair left. Since bottom line, after the first second, you left two hairs. Which means you need to have... At the time of the Giluah, two hairs at least present, even if you only would cut one of them. Mashiach, in this case, when you came to do the second round of Giluah, one hair had fallen out, therefore it's not going to be Yotzeh. So those are the, uh, that's the answer to the question. Comes the next Mishnah. Nazir, Chofef, Umepaspes, Adalosorek. Let's go one step at a time. What is Chofef? You wash his hair. Right, what's his hair with shampoo? Oh, what's the problem? Why would I think he can't use his shampoo? Because when he puts his hair in the shampoo and he's washing his hair, what's going to happen? Some hair might fall out. And therefore, you have a problem. Comes the Mishnah and says, no, you have no issues. Why? Because it's davar she'en mitkaven. And if you say that our Mishnah is following the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, if you remember Masechet Shabbat, Rabbi Shimon was of the opinion that said davar she'en mitkaven mutar. When the guy is washing his hair, he wants his hair to fall out? Of course not. So therefore, the Vashem is given mutar. What's the next case? Chofif umipaspes. Pepaspes means he can run his hands through his hair. He wants to, like, uh, you know, uh, part his hair and things like that with his hands. That's okay as well. Again, because he's not mitkaven. However, avalosorek. But he cannot comb his hair. Why? Because combing his hair is going to be worse. Now the Gemara is going to explain why combing is worse. Let's begin the Gemara. You're telling me he can shampoo. And he can be mepaspes. He can run his hands and part his hair. Mani, who's the author of the Mishnah? The Bishamoni. You have to say it's going to the Bishamoni. The Amar. Davar she'en mitkaven mutar. Right? He's not mitkaven. Aval lo sorek. You tell me he cannot comb his hair, brush his hair. Atan the Rabbanan. Sounds like it's going like Rabbana, which is Rabbi Yehuda. Yeah. That says, Davar she'en mitkaven is asur. Right? Because otherwise, why can't he uh, comb his hair? He's not mitkaven, he wants to comb his hair. And you have to tell me this is going like the, the rabbis, the hakamim. So the Gemara says, Reisha Rabbi Shimon, the Sefer Rabbanan. How could you make in one small Mishnah like this? Well, the Reisha is going like the Bishamon, and the Sefer is going like the Yehuda. So the Gemara says, Amar Abad Kula Rabbi Shimoni. It's all Rabbi Shimon. What's the pshat when a guy combs his hair? He's mitkaven that the hairs come out. Because when you're combing there, you want to get out all the knots. Where are the knots? The knots are in all those hairs that are bent and things like that. So combing the hair he wants 
the hair to come out. Yeah. So therefore, you cannot call that guy a not mitkaven. He is a mitkaven, and therefore, since he is a mitkaven, so therefore, it's going to be asur. Therefore, even according to Shimon, it's going to be asur. And that's the way uh, we understand the Gemara from our Nashon Nashi. If you remember Masechet Shabbat, understood the Gemara's answer a little differently. He wanted to say that in the case of Sorek, it's a psik It's inevitable that the hair is going to come out. And Rabbi Shimon agrees that even in a case where you're not mitkavim, but if it's a psik if it's inevitable, it's going to be asur. So there's two ways of learning. Either he is mitkavin, or he's not mitkavin, but it's a psik which is also a problem. And this is one of the sources where we know, incidentally, why a person cannot comb his hair on Shabbat. Which means, it's really from this law over here. Because bottom line, uh, combing your hair on Shabbat, you have an issue of uh, either a psik or we consider it mitkavin. Because bottom line, when a guy is combing his hair with a comb, he does want uh, the hairs that come out, either his knee with those hairs that came out, or it's an inevitable situation. So therefore... Just like a Nazir would be asur to be sorek, would be asur for a regular person to be sorek is here on Shabbat. Comes the next Mishnah. Matnitim. Rabbi Yishmael Omer, Rabbi Yishmael says, Lo yahuf ba'adama, mepnesh shemasheret et ha-se'ar. Earth. You have to remember, in the olden days, when they used to use these shampoos, they weren't like our shampoos that are liquidy and things like that. They would put like a... Uh, dirt and things like that in the pebbles and stones and stuff like that that would uh, remove the dirt from there so the Gemara is saying that you cannot use a cleanser or a shampoo that has Adama in it that has earth in it why? because the Gemara is saying because it takes out the hair now the Gemara wants to understand what type of uh, earth are we talking about so the Gemara says Ibaidim how are you supposed to read the Mishnah's language? Do you read the Mishnah because it pulls out hair? That's why you can't use it. Or you're supposed to read the Mishnah because of the one that pulls out the hair. That's a big difference. If you're learning like the secular, because of the one that pulls out the hair, that's master. You can't use any. Because you might come to use the one that pulls out the hair. But if you learn it like the first way, it's Mipnesh and Basherit. Only that one. So is it only that style of uh, shampoo? Or is it any act with the, the one that uh, does pull out the hair? That's, that's Kaminaf Kamina. So the Gemara says that. Tenan. Lemaynaf Kamina. What's the Naf Kamina between the two ways of learning the Mishnah? Kegon di Ika Adama de Lomatra. You have a virgin Adama that doesn't pull out the hair. Because it does pull out Tenan If you know that it doesn't Shapir But if you say because of the one that is pulling out Regardless Gemara says to that question Tiku So really we leave it in an abeyance In a Tiku that we don't know To the extent of what Adama is going to be Asur Next Mishnah Nazir Shaya Shoteyayin Kolayum. Okay, the Nazir is drinking wine all day. Eno Chayav Ela Achat. Okay, as we learned earlier, that he's only Chayav once, which means they warned him, have to warn him, to get Malkut. They tell him, listen, you're a Nazir, a suit to drink wine. Kibalti et Moda'a, accept it, and uh, he starts to drink. 
And for that matter, he's drinking the whole day long. Doesn't matter, he only gets one set of lashes. However, Amru lo, al al They keep on never warning him. Don't drink, don't drink. Similarly, Guys, uh, shaving his hair all day long. One set of mankuyot. Amru lo, al al They warn him. Consecutively, over and over, it's consecutively becoming That's one of the things that Azir obviously cannot do. Hayav once in Makut. Amrulo, Now, let's just analyze the uh, mechanics why this is so. What's the reason why a person needs a hatra'a uh, in general? <coughs> The reason why a person needs a warning is because to give a guy a punishment, you have to uh, establish that he was a mezid, that there was intent. Now, if you think of the guy warning, he could say always, well, I didn't know, I had no idea, you know, I didn't know that was a suit, I was a shogeg. So what the warning does is establishes that the guy knows that it's a suit, and he's got to hear the warning. And now does he have to hear the warning? He has to respond to the warning. He has to say, Rafapichin. And even though it's a surah, I don't care. And he also has to do it within a very short period of time after the warning. Because if he does it after that time, already he can claim, I forgot. You know, he just won't. <clears throat> doesn't matter. So it's got to be beyond the shadow of a doubt where you know the guy is doing it from the warning and he remembered it and he knew it. That's why if the guy got one warning and he drank, good. Then he drank subsequently the rest of the day, you can only give him one set. However, if they constantly keep on warning him over and over again, so now you can establish that each drinking was considered a mizid, and therefore it's considered a new drink. for each subsequent uh, drinking. Okay, so those are the three cases of the Mishnah. Now the Gemara begins to analyze. Itmar Amar Rava or Rabba Amar Ravuna Mikra Male Diber Hakatuf. We have a Mikra Male, right? A full pasuk regarding the Tum'ah of the Nazir that the uh, Torah has uh, given us this information. Lo Yitama. Okay, the Torah tells us. Two pesukim by the nazira. It says lo yitama, it cannot become tameh, and it also says lo yavo. Let's review. There's different ways that a nazir can become tameh. The Torah is coming tameh mit. Uh, what's the different ways? Well, number one, he can come in contact with a mit that he can have tumat uh, maga, where he actually touches a mit, or he can have tumat masa, right? He carries uh, the mit even without touching it. You have tumat masa. Or you have to mat oil. But the guy went into the tent with the mat that was there. Right? So there's different ways that a person, that a nazir can uh, contract tum'ah. So the Torah really warns him. Lo Which includes all the ways, by the way. Any way that can bring tum'ah on the guy is going to be asur. And then the pasuk also says lo yavo. What does lo yavo mean? Lo yavo means do not go into the oil where there is a mat. So it seems we have two different labs over here. We have the general lo which is any which way. And then you have the other one that says in the Torah also by the Nazir, lo yavo. Don't go into, the, go into the house. So from the fact that the Torah wrote it that way, the Gemara learns. Lehaziro ala tum'ah, lehaziro ala bi'ah. 
it's coming to give the guy two warnings on general tum'ah and on entrance, which means he could be chayav two items. For example, let's say uh, he's about to go in the house, right? And they tell him, don't become tameh and don't go in. So they gave him two separate uh, warnings. So he's going to get two sets of malkut. One for lo and one for lo it seems that the lo yavo is a separate, the Torah you know, specify that uh, one to say that you get a separate malkut uh, to, for, 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 for that item. Or let's say he was metameh, let's say he was metameh in one of the ways, he touched the myth, right? And then they tell him after, don't go into the tent, right? And he went into the tent subsequently, we have another set of malkut. Okay, so those are the two. But what's, what is it, mashma? Only when you have. Those two items, but not if you have the same item recurring again. Let's say the guy touched the mitt. Right? They told him, obviously, don't tell me, tell me. He touched the mitt. Okay? Now he took his hand up, and they tell him again, don't touch the mitt. Smash from that case, you only get one. Smash from the Torah, the only case where you get two is, that only when the second one is like, don't go into the house. And that's against our Mishnah. Because Amishnah says, they told him all day long, each time he touches, he gets it, which is mashma really from this statement, that once the Nazir is Tameh, he's Tameh. You don't become Tameh again. Only in a case where he walked into the Ohel, that's considered an exceptional case, but regular, generally speaking, Tumah uh, consecutive over and over again is not going to do it. Now let's read that inside. Itman, I'm reading again now, starting from the beginning. Itman, Amar Abba, Amar Avuna, Mikra Maledibir. The Pasuk spoke uh, full language. Dikhtiv, Lo Yitama, Keshehu Omed Lo Yavo, so he's saying Lo Yavo, don't go in the house. La Ziro Ala Tum'ah, La Ziro Ala Bi'ah. Two different items, Tum'ah and the Bi'ah, the entrance. Abal Tum'ah, Ve Tum'ah, Lo. Right? I'm reading the Rosh's language. Aval tum'ah v'tum'ah lo mechayev. Lo mechayev bet mishum tum'ah. Ilo pashit. Imlo pashut tosefet tum'ah b'shniya. Which means, unless, unless, I think what I was going to say in a moment, that the second tum'ah adds something to the first tum'ah. Which means, if it's the same level tum'ah that he had already, just because he touched the mitt again, it's not going to do it, even if he got a warning. The only time you can get a subsequent malkut is if the second tum'ah somehow added more tum'ah than the first one had. Good? Okay, so now the Gemara says, V'Rav Yosef Amar Ha'Elohim Elohim is like a Lashon Shivu'ah Amar Avunah, I'll tell you, I swear I heard Avunah said, Afilu tum'ah v'tum'ah No, 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 even if he was metameh himself the same way twice, He's going to get Malkut for each one if he was warned for each round. So the Amar Avuna Nazir Shaya Omid Beta Kivarot. Okay, yeah. listen to the case. The Evan Nazir was in the cemetery. So already he's out. Veoshit Lo Meto. Okay? Veoshit Lo Meto. Now the law is that a Nazir is like a Kohen uh, in the sense, Kohen Gadol, I should say, that he cannot even be Mitameh to his relatives. Okay? So he's in the cemetery, and they they pass him his mitt, one of his relatives. He takes it, so he's tumat maga. Umet aher, 
And then another fellow died, whether it was a relative or somebody else, doesn't matter. Then Agabo, and he touched the second mitt. Hayav. He's Hayav again. And we're talking about where they warned him twice. So you see that Vuna clearly says, same Tum'ah. It's not like he was metamed and walked into the house. No, it was the same exact Tum'ah, back to back. He touched the first mitt, and they passed him the second mitt, touched the second mitt. He's Hayav for each one. So the Gemara says, Amai. What are you talking? He's Tamir already. And he didn't add anything. So you see that according to Ravuna, you see the way that Nazir works, and even if it's just a second Tum'ah, uh, one after the other, doesn't matter. So comes out now, we have a Machloket over here. Right? Uh, if uh, Ravuna, what did Ravuna mean over here? Dafka Tum'ah, then a Bi'ah, or even... Back to back uh, Tumaz. So the Gemara says, hold it. Gemara says, Eti ve Abaye. Kohen Shayalo met Munah al Ketefo. Let's say I have a Kohen. He has a met on his back, on his shoulders. Veoshito lo meto umet aher. Right? They passed him his mitt. Kohen Gadot cannot become a tamet any mitti. Umet acheru, for that matter. After that, they gave him another mitt. Ven agabo yachol ye hayav. Is he going to be hayav on the second time? Talmud Omar, velo ye halil. The Kohen has an obligation. Do not profane yourself. Bimishe eno mechulal. Yatsa ze shu mechulal ve'omed. Meshayeg and this Kohen Gadot is already mechulal. He's tamer already. And if, what do you see? Once you tameh, you tameh. You can't add tum'ah until it's tum'ah. Yeah. So therefore, just like a Kohen Gadol, which is really the same law of a Nazir Lechaura, that once he's tameh, he's already mehullal. So he's mehullal already. So the same thing with the Nazir. Once already he touched the first mitt, finished. You want to mehayim on the second time? Amar So Ravuna comes back. Well, Rav Yosef comes back actually and says, Viktikshi lach matnitin. So, what do you want from me? I have a Mishnah. Which Mishnah? Our Mishnah. Vitnan. Hayam tameh lemetim kolayum. Eno hayab ela ahat. Amru lo. Alt tama, alt tama. Hayab kolahat va ahat. Ve amai. Ham tama vikaim. Ela kasha ahadade. Which means now you have a question from the Mishnah of, of, of Nazir. Terbraita of Kohen Gadol. So the Gemara says, La Kasha, no question. Kan Bihaburin. The Kan Shilo Bihaburin. Now we discuss the subject of Haburin. Which means like this. We want to give a, an answer like this. Haburin means literally mean attached or not attached. Which is a difference like this. If you have a person, let's say, he's holding a mitt. And he's tamay, there's no question about it. Okay? Well, let's, let's make a case. Shimon is holding a mitt. Okay? Reuven comes along and touches Shimon. If Reuven touches Shimon when Shimon is holding the mitt, Reuven is tamay for seven days. If, however, Shimon put down the mitt, and then Reuven uh, touched him, he's only mitameh for one day. 
That's the law of hibur, when somebody else is attaching himself. It depends if the first guy is holding the mat or not. And therefore you see what? You do see, at least in one uh, case, that holding can add to not holding. Which means there is a higher humrah when there's holding. It does upgrade. Maybe not for himself. Because he's Tameh regardless. Even if he touched another mitt, that's Shimon. He didn't do anything to himself. But he will affect somebody else. And therefore, we can say like this. That what it said in the Mishnah by the Kohen Gadol that says once he's Tameh, he only gets one, uh, one Hayuv. That's the Mashilub Haburi. Which means... Uh, he lifted it up and then he he put it down. So if he put it down, which means he put down the the first uh, the first mate, he put it down, right? And then he picked up the the second one. So therefore, since uh, it was shelob uh, which means he left the, the the first one, but that's really the law. I have to be careful. I have to be, I have to be, I have to be more, more more specific. I mean, let me clarify. Let me clarify. In this case of the Haburim, if you don't mind, I'd like to read the Rosh, so I could say it clearer. Look at the Rosh. Lakashya. It's um, halfway down in the Rosh. Kan bihaburim, kan shtub bihaburim. Abaye shiv the Rav Yosef treats a bright of a Mishnah, the Lord takes you out of the cave, the Rav Kan bihaburim be'odo mehubar lemit. He's still holding on to the mit, which means, imo shito lo mit, lo mehuyav. Which means, if he's still holding the first mit, and they give him another mit, so therefore he's not going to be hayav. The mehulal ve'omedu. Because already he's mehulal ve'eno mosif tum'ah al tum'ato. He does not add anything. However, kan shelo bechamuran, achar shepiresh menamit. Alright, he was poresh. He put it down. Ve'oshit lo met acher ve'trubo. And of course they warned him in the interim, al tetameh hayab bet. Oh, why? The betum'ah bet yesh tosefet tum'ah. There's an additional tum'ah that manifests. What is that? When he's still holding on to the mid, a guy that's going to touch him, which means the uven that touches Shimon, he's going to be tameh for seven days. But after Shimon, let's go. He's only tumah for one day. That's the way you understand. So therefore, there is going to be a... Uh, uh, which means, if he's holding the, the, the initial mat, he didn't let it go. Okay? So by taking the other mat, you didn't add anything. Which means, because bottom line, whatever the second guy is going to touch him is the same tumah. It's seven days. When you let go, okay, now if he touches you, it's only one day. By picking it up now, you just upgraded again the Tum'ah to seven. Oh, so that's already, even though for the guy himself, it might not change his status. But this Humrot over here, by letting go and picking it up again, now you went from a Tum'ah of one day, if somebody touched it, to Tum'ah of seven. That's why the Atlam Mishnah Nazir. That's why it's Hayav for each uh, situation of Tum'ah. Good? Kan bihaburan, kan shlubhaburan. I mean, it's kan bihaburan where he's still touching the original. Kan shlubhaburan. Mishnah Tumah where he let go. And then he picked it up again with a warning in between. Therefore, he's going to be hayaf for each one. Clear? Now the Gemara has one more point. The Gemara says, hold it. 
Which means you're telling me what? You're going to give the guy Malkuta. What does it mean, Malkuta? That's Mashmah. That this law of putting down the item and then picking it up again, that the guy touching, that you tell him he's got to wait seven days, that's a Deoraita law. So the Gemara is questioning, is that a Deoraita law? Why? Who said it's not? This Hibburin law that you're telling you got to wait seven days, wasn't for everything the rabbi said this. It means the law of the Gemara is like this. The law of the seven days of Hibburin was said by Tiruma. What's the case of Tiruma? Turumah is a case like this. You have a Kohen, he's Turumah, he's got to be tahor, but right? Yes. Let's say the Kohen goes and touches this guy who now lifted up a uh, mitt. So you know what the deen is? You cannot eat Turumah until you have seven days of purity. Okay, good. What, what else did they say it for? They said it for Turumah and Kadashim. Ah, that's Kurbanot. A right, guy wants to eat Kurbanot also. He touched this guy that was holding the mitt seven days. Aval de Nazir ve'ose Pesach lo. Oh. But for a Nazir, you touch this guy over here, we're not going to say that this Tum'ah is going to break your Nazirut. Normally we say Tum'ah breaks the Nazirut, he's got to count over again. This Tum'ah of touching a guy that's holding something is not going to break your Tum'ah. Or Ose Pesach. What does it mean Ose Pesach? He touched the guy, let him go that night, let him go to Pesach. You don't have to wait seven days. Now hold it. If it's a Deoraita law, you can't stop being the halik between Terumah and uh, Kadashim and Pesach and Nazir. Ella must be its what? Don't think it's Rabbanan. So the Gemara says, Wait, 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 what's the difference? Which means, if you want to tell me the law is Rabbanan, I can tell you differences. I can be more mahmid by Terumah, you know why? Because it's not time down Terumah. There's no mitzvah to eat turma today. Uh, wait seven days. Uh, okay, no problem. Kedashim uh, also, I'm not going to have a problem. Okay, so what? Uh, maybe they're, they're going to they're lapse? Okay, so no time. You burn it. No, it's not a problem. Mashi'enken, I'm not going to tell a guy who's Korban Pesach, make him tamis seven days where he's going to miss the Korban. That's already problematic. Or I'm not going to tell a Nazir now, be commit seven days where it's going to break his Nazirut, to bring a korban of Tum'ah with Chonin Azara. You understand? By being Mahmir by Nazir, it's a kula. By being Mahmir by Pesah, it's a If you tell me it's rabbinical, I can understand why you're being Mahalik between Tum'ah. you got to wait seven days to be touching someone's holding, and Pesah and Nazir that you are being lenient. But if you tell me it's Deoraita, you got to be Mahmir across the board. Also, oh, if that's the question, then how you tell me by the case of Al Mishnah? What's the case? The guy is still holding the, uh, the, the, the the corpse, right? Oh, so what happens? When the Nazir touches, you tell me what? Becomes Tameh. Uh, Which means, I'm sorry, the, the guy is holding the corpse. It's a higher level of Tumah. Why? Because if somebody touches him, he's going to be Metameh for seven days. So therefore you want to say that uh, every, it, it's, it's, it's adding to the level of Tumah. What do you mean? This law is not a Deoraita law. Why should you give the guy a second set of Malkut? It's not adding to the Tum'ah. Again, what was the case of Amishnah? Amishnah said, Alta Tameh, Alta Tameh. What was the case? He picked it up, he put it down. Picked it up, we said it, right? Picked it up, put it down. And what, 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 what did he add? No, he did add. Because when he went was down, 
The guy who touches him is only one day. When he picks it up, the guy who touches him now is seven, seven days. Also, he gets two sets of akut. We say, is that a deoraita? You see, it's not. Because you see, we're making halukim between Turma and uh, Kodashim, between the Pesach and Nazir. So the Gebra says, no, 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 I'll give you the haiduk. Kam bihibbure adam be adam. Kam bihibbure adam be met. You know what the Rabbanan was? Hibbure adam be adam. So it's twice removed. You have the guy, Shimon, is holding the mitt. The Uven is touching him, Shimon, and somebody is touching the Uven. Oh, somebody is touching the Uven. That's the Rabbanan. Then already we're going to tell you, Tirumah takes seven days, Kadashim takes seven days, Pesach and Nazir, don't worry about it. Mashiach, and we're talking about the Deoraita case. What's the Deoraita case? Where the Uven is touching the guy who's holding the mitt. The Uven's touching Shimon. That already everybody agrees is Deoraita. That's the case of Amishnah. And that's why the deen is that when he picked it up, they won't, don't pick up that mitt, he picked it up. One set of Malkut. He put it down. They tell him again, hey, don't pick it up. He picked it up again. Another set of makut. Deoraita. Why? What did I do? I'm Tamir already. No. By picking it up again, if somebody touches you directly, he's got to wait now seven days. Torah. Masha'enkin, if he didn't pick it up and he had touched you, so we'd only have to wait one day. So definitely your Tumah was, was elevated to a certain extent. Somebody else. But you're right. I thought it was the Rabbanan law. No, the Rabbanan law is on somebody touching the Uven that's touching Shimon. That guy is only with Rabbanan, and that's why we're mahmir by certain things and we'll be mekir by others.